podcast. I'm Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. Keenan, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. It was randomly thunderstorming like terribly here like 35 minutes ago and in Florida fashion. It's not raining outside any longer because that's just how it happens here. But otherwise... Is that really that random? Yeah. Well, it's... It, it's not random, but it is because it just came out of like, oh, it's not raining at all. Then it's torrential downpour, thunderstorm. Then it's like, okay, we're fine. So it's not random for Florida, but it just comes out of nowhere. That kind of thing. But Absolutely. otherwise, been putting in a bunch of cool hours at work. I had an inventory, so I was at the store from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That was really fun. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I'm good. Things have been going pretty well. Yeah, things are cool over Good. here. Uh, it's been a nice week. Weather's a little less random this week, but everything's cool. That's good. So, I, c- I know you got some uh, various topics you want to bring up in the sports variety. Yeah, one that gets me upset every time. By I the way, our it. music. Go on. Our, I just want to say our music podcast sparked a lot of opinion, got a lot of reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time we've done music really in a while, yeah. so. My uh my Jay Z Beyonce conspiracy theory ruffled some feathers. I don't know about ruffled some feathers, but they were like, really? And I'm like, hey, maybe, it's maybe like five percent, five percent of me believes it. Ninety five percent of me, you know, it's probably true what happened, but five percent, never know. It was interesting. It's int- I'd never even thought remotely from that perspective at all. So when you said it, putting it together was like, wait, that actually. They're big enough celebrities to where that could actually be something. I'm a natural that skeptic. Yeah, so like, I th- I thought it was yeah. interesting personally. Like my guy D Wade's where we're gonna start, and he didn't do anything wrong. Dwayne Wade, great great basketball player, top twenty five, thirty all time, roughly Kyle, you'd say. No argument, just roughly around that mark. Cool. Paul Pierce thinking he is better than Dwayne Wade is starting to get very old to me. And it neat like he said it on a I saw it, I can't remember who what podcast he was on. He said it the other day again on a podcast. It was on It Is What It Is. And yes, it was on It Is What It Is. On Cam and Mason's yes. podcast. The one. He said it again. Uh, I'm getting sick and tired of it. He's not better than Dwayne Wade. Like I, I understand what his point was. He was like, if I played with LeBron and Bosch in their prime, like Wade. Would I not have three rings? And then I get it, Paul. Cool. He averages more points than you, more assists than you, about as many rebounds as you do. You guys both didn't have the greatest of teams to start off. Obviously, he had that little stint with Shaq, but throughout that entire first heat stint before they got LeBron and Bosh, Wade didn't have the greatest of teams. He had better seasons. I, I he's, just, he's a better defender. Like, there's... like. Paul Pierce is a very good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make him sound like he's terrible. Great player. He's a great player. Yes, great player. he's a great player. He is not better than Dwayne Wade. I'm I'm not sorry. He's just not better than Dwayne Wade. Player for player. Uh, this is not even taking in resume. Let me. Uh, but you go on. <sighs> let Let me. Let me stick up for truth a little bit. Oh, stick up for Paul Pierce here. In typical internet fashion, it got blown out of proportion. Yes, he said, let me put it like this. Anybody of Paul Pierce's caliber, whether it's Ray Allen, you know, someone in that class, if you ask them privately, not on camera, hey, are you better than this Hall of Famer? They're probably going to say yeah. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just think he's Let me wrong. shoot Paul Pierce some bail. <laughs> in that podcast, because I saw there was a two-part interview. I saw the first. I saw the first part. I saw the part where they talked about this. He didn't even all the way really double down on it. He basically just said, like what you said, he said, if I had Shaq, if I had LeBron and Bosch, we'd probably get the same number of rings, which he's, I mean, that's pretty true, too. I mean, I don't know about Paul Pierce with that Shaq team, because Shaq averaged 13 and 10 in that finals. Could Paul Pierce, in 06, could he have gone on that Dwayne Wade run? Maybe. Maybe. 2006 was actually Paul Pierce's best individual season. Mm -hmm. Uh, He carried a trash team. He played on an MVP level. Mm -hmm. Really did. Could he have gone on what Dwayne Wade did? Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. But Paul Pierce's general argument was, you know, he he sees himself as player to player as good as Dwayne Wade. I, like you, believe Dwayne Wade is better than Paul Pierce. More explosive player, for sure. Whether that's scoring, whether it's otherwise. But Paul Pierce, just like Dwayne Wade, is a two-way player. Uh, Paul Pierce is probably a better shooter than Dwayne Wade. Yes. Um, Not better but than Dwayne Thompson, Wade's probably. Like said, but that's neither here nor there. No, that's insane. That's insane. Paul Pierce be on some bullshit sometimes. But I'll I'll say this, man. If you looked at Twitter and Instagram, you would swear to God, people think Paul Pierce is like a just a role player when he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, no, absolutely. He's a So gr- Paul he's Pierce great. gets disrespected often. He's great. He's just not D-Wade. He gets disrespected often. It's not Dwayne Wade, which is fine. But his argument, which was just, if you give me Braun and Bosch at the time in his career when Paul, uh, Dwayne Wade did, when you give me Shaq, when Dwayne Wade had Shaq, that's a valid argument in itself. That's a, that's a valid argument. But that's a completely different argument than if him and Dwayne Wade. No, Dwayne Wade's a better player for sure. Yeah, no, but that's a different it's argument not like it's, it's not, it's not as far off as people would think. And I think a lot of times people think of Paul Pierce in like that, uh, like 08 and after when he'd slowed down a bit. Like Paul Pierce was low key athletic in his prime prime, you know? And, he was just uh, as you know, athletic as he Paul Pierce can give anyone buckets. Kind of yeah. like the same way Joe yeah. Johnson was. So, Not that he was like the same ad player, but like Joe Johnson was just as athletic as he needed to be to give people 22 plus a night. He didn't have to be like sure. a high flyer. But I would or anything, say, you know, go look. He's, no, Paul Pierce could play. Like he can actually can move, but people go, don't remember that. Go look up, go look up Paul Pierce highlights prior to like when KG and Ray came. Paul Pierce was catching bodies. Yes. Paul Pierce can, you know. Shaq, Shaq gave him the nickname The Truth for a reason. But, uh, yeah, no, Dwayne Wade's a better player than Paul Pierce. It had, uh, I was going to say, it had nothing to do you know, at all with how good Paul Pierce is or in, is not. I'm not trying to make take it away mm-hmm. from him at all because I, I, he's a first-bout Hall of Famer, clearly. He is a great, great player. They call him The Truth for a reason. He's a finals MVP. He is a champion. He's been to two. Obviously, his teams with Scott Pollard in the past, they weren't great. So you're not going to have, obviously, him and Antoine Walker. Scott Pollard. Yeah, Scott Pollard was the first person on that team I thought of, not Antoine Walker. Don't ask me why. But, um, <laughs> but anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, like well, Scott Pollard, he was, uh, I think Scott Pollard was on the I thought Scott uh, Pollard was on, I, I thought on he was on the couple team. teams prior to that and then the champion, but I could be wrong. Again, it's Scott Pollard. It, I, no, I think he was just on the, it's Scott, Scott Pollard. Pollard's biggest run, I think, was, I think he was on the Pacers. 
He was yeah. on the Pacers and maybe the Kings. For sure, the Pacers. I thought he was 06 but no, Pollard, to then. The only then reason. After, but I knew he was on the championship team. I thought he was a touch before. But Yeah, no. Nah, no, nah, Paul Pierce. Look, early in his career, Paul Pierce had decent teams, you know, with uh, Tuan, yep. Antoine Walker, Kenny Anderson, Tony Delk, and them, yep. uh, Tony Petit. Uh, good teams for that era. And then mid-2000s got a little weird right mm-hmm. before they got KG and Ray. But uh, no, Paul Pierce is the truth. I mean, again, you know, people get mad at him. But if you asked Ray Allen, if you asked a lot of these Hall of Famers who are not on that, you know, upper, upper echelon, if you ask role players quietly, like, hey, <laughs> you know, if you got as much touches as star players, do you think you – I guarantee you the number would be a lot higher than what, oh, you know, yeah. you think what the answer would be if you asked him on ESPN or something. If you asked most of these role players, hey, if you got star touches, would you be an all-star? Would you be a superstar? Most of them are saying, or I don't know about most, but a higher percentage than what one would think would answer, yes, I would be, you know – in this class, da 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 da. Yeah, so, I think that they wouldn't think they all could be all time greats, but they definitely could be all stars, like legitimate, like okay, twenty and eight kind of guys at the point guard position, maybe a shooting guard, twenty four and four, twenty four and five, like those kind of guys who are really getting like twelve and six because of that. So I mean, look, Reggie Jackson. Got traded off the Thunder because Reggie Jackson thought he could be Westbrook. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, most of these guys are wired that way. You got to figure all of these guys were up until college or up until the NBA were the best players at every single level that they played. Yeah. And, like, far away the best players. And then you get to the NBA and, you know, things got to change a little bit. So, you know, a lot of these guys, rightfully so, think highly of themselves because, you know, you don't get to that level by being humble. Of so. course. You have to be. You have to have, there has to be some level of arrogance to be great. Like, and that's not a bad thing. It really isn't. You just have to hone it in and use it in the proper way. But, so, yeah. instead, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into a couple player-for-player player comparisons that I'm interested to see who you think is better. Got a couple uh, here interesting. Sure. So, Damian Lillard or Carmelo Anthony? NBA we're talking? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, those are two of my favorite players. They are both players who are, how about, I think, a couple all-NBA first teams between the both of them. They've never been to a finals. They've both been to a conference finals as the lead guy. Played well in both. I mean, Lillard got swept. Melo lost in six. They have pretty similar-ish starts to their career. Obviously, Lillard might end differently, but kind of similar-ish starts, other than Melo going to New York, but yeah. I would say Lillard is the more explosive player. Mm -hmm. I'd probably take Melo. I'd I'd probably take Melo. I'm thinking I would, Um, barely. But that one's a really interesting one. You could convince me that you would take um, Lillard, and I'm not, no problem with it. It's tough because it's funny to me, like, like right now, okay, Lillard, like I I made the comparison before Keenan, yeah. like a couple episodes ago, maybe six episodes or so ago during the playoffs or whenever the last time we talked about Dame. Yeah. I said something like, if you gave Dame the opportunities that Steph has had, you know, who's to say that Dame wouldn't have rings right now? Yeah. Um, I want to clarify that a little bit. 
uh, Steph, like early on in his career, like mid 2010s, yes, was a just a flat out better player than Dame. Yes. Dame was an all star. Steph was a superstar. Now, now I think they're both superstars. Like now, if you put if you put this Dame on the Warriors, I don't think truly I don't think much is different. You know, especially if you got Dame running around a ton of screens. Like they're equally in the upper echelon of shooting. Steph's obviously the greatest of all time. But if Steph's at 100, Dame's at like a 97, 98 right now as far as shooting. Like, Dame's just that explosive. I mean, he scored 70 last year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Dame's, Dame's asserted himself to be on another level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, so what I'm trying to say is th- it's funny to me how many people are like, Dame's 33. Like, he might be on the downside of his career. Like, I, He's in the smack dab middle of his prime to me right now. Like, yeah, he's caused some injuries. His team's holding him out a lot in these last two seasons because they're trying to tank towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see Dame slowing down in the next two or three seasons. I just don't. I just don't. So the latest. Uh, he's playing better since what? the pan- Since the pandemic, yeah. Dame's been playing at a top 10 level, right? Yeah, I mean. So it's just a, funny to me once, like, the everyone's got the same thing of a uh, Go ahead. Sorry, I was just Go saying, ahead. a lot of the groups, I mean, it's not the same as the old NBA. A lot of the same people that have been great, like, I, I coming in, like, the way you saw quarterbacks. The way you saw quarterbacks, you see them grow and, like, Drew Brees played longer into his career and played better. You saw Tom Brady do it. You're seeing Aaron Rodgers do it. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers took a little bit of a decline last year. It was still 26 touchdowns to 10 picks. It wasn't a bad season at all. So you see you're seeing more quarterbacks being able to elongate their career because the way the game has changed and you're seeing they're not getting touched. They're not getting touched. Yes, they're not getting touched the way the game has completely changed how on the outside how it's changed. So it's easier to play the position than it was before per se from a health standpoint. The same way in the NBA is you're not you're not getting bumped off of screens as much your body like and they're obviously the load management kind of thing which is kind of injuring people but at the same time People are still able to play at a high level longer. So to think that Lillard can't be at Let me. top 10 level for the next three years is it's definitely possible. But go on. Let me, uh, let me use the last two players we talked about as example, Dwayne Wade and Paul Pierce. Uh, it was slightly more physical yep. by the time those two got done, which was, you know, mid-2010s. Well, Dwayne Wade, late 2010s, he retired. But, uh, yep. you know. Paul Pierce aged slightly better than Dwayne Wade as they got older yep. because of their style of play. Dwayne Wade took a pretty quick decline because of how he played, slashing, yes. getting to the rim, much like AI. Paul Pierce aged a little better because he wasn't as physical. or He was pretty physical, but not to the degree like Dwayne Wade was just like Westbrook, like yes, he, playing on 100 all the yes, time. You know absolutely. what I mean? Lillard, Lillard doesn't play as physical as either of those two. He's coming off screens. He's not going to the rim that much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he can shoot. Like, regardless, him and Steph, whenever it is they do lose that step, yep. guess what they're going to be able to do? Shoot the lights mm-hmm. out regardless. You can still run them off screens, all that. Uh, and when they're in their bag, they you can know, still Clay isn't what off. he was four years ago. Exactly. Clay isn't what he was like four years ago, but guess what? On a given night, Clay still can give you 11 threes. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but... Shit, back to the original question. I tend to go Melo just because, you know, I think Melo was the level of offensive player. 
Like his efficiency, his efficiency was terrible throughout his career. Yep. Or not great, especially when you compare it to even like someone like Kobe. Kobe was a chucker, and he even had better efficiency. I do think Melo, even though he didn't play smart as far as shot selection, the more I'm talking now, I want to say Damian Lillard, but I do think there's a version of Melo where if he would have just been smart with his shots, been smarter with it, that he could have been, you could have built a team around him of guys like Dirk Nowitzki and he got a ring. You know what I mean? I think there's a version of Melo that's a two championship type of player. You know what I mean? Um, But you can make that same argument for Dame, but I would say... Just the level of three-level scorer Melo was at the rim, mid-range, three-pointer, um, and his rebounding ability. I tend to lean Melo, but it's close. It's close. But I would I'd l- give it to Melo. I'd lean Melo by a hair, but I get why if someone said Lillard, I'd get it. So that was my first one. And if Lillard keeps up this, if Lillard keeps up this pace the next three years, like I just said, like there's no reason why he couldn't, then. I'd probably change my answer to Lillard. Yeah, you know? so the thing about again, this he's one the more explosive change. player at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. This can change. Obviously, if he ends up winning a championship, shows more in the playoffs. You see a little bit different side of Lillard. You're like, okay, okay. Like this, this is interchangeable because of the fact that Lillard's still playing. This next one I'm going to give you is not because both of them are retired. It's one guy we had just mentioned, Dwayne Wade, and Isaiah Thomas. That's harder because I, you know, I wasn't alive for Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is someone who beat Magic, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan-led teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Multiple times. It's hard to say. I would lean towards Dwayne Wade because I saw Dwayne Wade play. Okay. And he was, again, we talk about explosive. He was pretty explosive. But I've heard people say... Isaiah Thomas toned down his scoring, you know, so he could, you know, feed everybody on his team, so to speak, you know. But that he, you know, he was as explosive of a scorer as he was yep. a floor general, you know. So um, I think that one's close. I would lean Dwayne Wade, but I also don't think that's fair because I didn't get to see Isaiah Thomas. And, uh, yeah, and, I, you know, there is moments where Isaiah Thomas was an explosive scorer from what I've heard yeah. and from what okay. I've read. So. Leaning Dwayne Wade, but it's more of a, I got to see him. I know what Dwayne Wade looked like in his prime. That's fair. I was just interested on that one because I figured those are players that they also have kind of similar-ish careers where they were really great players, never the best player in the league. Um, They have, I mean. I think they're both similar to where, uh, I think they're similar to where, not to cut you off, but I feel like more people. I feel like less and less people, I should say, are mentioning Isaiah out of the 80s. Like you, I feel like you just hear, uh, you know. The, tri- the trifecta. Bird, Magic, Michael. Yeah. And uh, I feel like you even hear maybe more Dominique Wilkins than you do about Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And he's the one who went back to back. And Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade hasn't even been out of the league long. And uh, I feel like, shit, I feel like I hear more about Melo than Dwayne yeah. Wade, honestly, now. I could be completely wrong. Nah. But... Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like Dwayne Wade's already been overshadowed the short time he's been out of the league. And I think Dwayne Wade was neck and neck with LeBron oh, and yeah, Kobe for a time there. In a way, and it, I don't know, it's weird. Again, I'm going off internet narratives where I've seen, like, Melo just retired. I, you know, you had 
we were talking about him the day he retired, and you know, I said it on here. Melo's in my top ten favorites of all time. Like I love, love Melo, love Melo's game, um, but he was always just a level below Wade, LeBron, Kobe, those guys. You know, Wade. Um, Wade was like. I mean, we had this as our initial pod ever that I think that peak Wade could definitely be argued against peak Kobe. And, like, you you couldn't argue peak Melo versus peak Braun, or for me even peak Melo versus peak Kevin Durant. Like, I think that there's just a little, there's just like a little separation there. But you can argue peak Wade with peak Kobe. Like that is an arg. Like I don't care what anyone has to say. He put up thirty six. You can argue it. He put up like thirty six over a four game stretch in the NBA Finals, down two zero. Like he averaged thirty points, five rebounds, seven and a half assists for a season. Like this, like Dwayne Wade at no, he Wade really was like he, and that's what people. That's what got me too when. Obviously, people saw Wade in the twilight, and then you saw what Harden was doing, and then you would be like, well, is Harden the third best shooting guard of all time after Kobe and Mike? And it was like, no, there's this guy that was down in South Beach. He went to Marquette, grew up in Chicago. Like, no, it's, it's him. You can't stand yeah, – listen, you said you got mad about the Dwayne Wade-Pierce argument. At least Pierce got a ring, and at least Pierce has gone head-to-head. Like, we can say this. Pierce would never back down from a Kobe, from a LeBron, from a Dwayne Wade. Absolutely. Paul Pierce is going at you. We see it every year with with James Harden, where he's like, "Oh, it's a challenge. I gotta, I gotta step up. I gotta match. I gotta match Tatum and Brown. Uh, I gotta match whoever. I gotta match Steph. No, I'm good. I'm good." That was the opposite y'all, of D Wade towards the end of his That's career. D Wade, so. like, we, you were in the regular season, you know. D Wade could summon it every now and again, but in the playoffs, he had that run in, I think it was 16, when they played the rap when he uh, against the Hornets. I can't remember what team. I think it was the Hornets and then the Raptors in the playoffs. Yep. Like that yeah. was 16 where he did that. Still on like almost on his last leg in the playoffs, the 2013, 2014, 2012 playoffs when they needed a big game. Like I remember game four, he had a big, big 23, seven and five, I believe in game four against the Spurs in 2013. He had a 40 point game to close out the Pacers in 2012. Like, whenever he needed, like, it was that time for Wade, he was like, okay, it's that time. Never, I really felt like he never failed. Big time shots, that was him. Down the stretch, it was him. Like, obviously, LeBron took the mantle from him because LeBron really matured, but the reason why LeBron matured was because you had D-Wade. D-Wade was like, hey, I'm him already. Like, I can kind of give you the tools to be him. And then LeBron was like, yeah, I'll take my great skill set with this now maturity to me, and I'll just become one of the three greatest players ever. So, like, D-Wade, I'm sorry, like, any James Harden, D-Wade arguments. When we're talking regular season, cool, you can have James Harden. You're talking player for player, give me the better defender, give me the more clutch player, give me the more explosive player in, way, in different ways. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Wade. But. <laughs> the player who's at least going to shoot yeah, Give me the player who, game. like, yeah, like, giving the, the player who's not going to be scared That's and put up, like, we just, like, what we just saw from Harden would never. Play, playing bad's one thing. Yeah. James Harden just What we just saw up, from so. in game six. Next player. We never, never seen from him. We just saw him in the last game Harden's had played for our, for our memory. We've never, we won't see that from him. All right. And then this one, this one I'm interested in. So, not, this isn't career. This is peak for peak. 
Uh, Kobe or Durant? Kobe. I think... Okay. Kobe. I, I'm fine with it. I'm just interested. I was look, interested you, to see what your thoughts look, were. Look, I mean, I can't... I. We've gotten years away from it. And it still kind of remains the same. Like, look, Durant... I hate to bring this up because it comes up a lot, but, I mean, he just... He went to Steph's team. I can't. Like, it's just Kobe would never... I've said this because you've mentioned, like, scoring about how Durant could possibly be the best scorer of all time, and he could be. Like, there's an argument there for it, but my argument will always be how much more aggressive MJ and Kobe would be in that situation. Like, Durant's never been on a tear, except for maybe in 2014, like Kobe, where Kobe could just have, like, a month where he averaged 40, you know? He went on to – he did go on a tear in 2014. So – uh, he did. Yeah, I know he did go in like I. Cause obviously I did the uh, MVP season, best five game stretch kind of thing. Going through, he did have some tears in 2014. But you know, you're completely correct in what you're saying. And it took me to looking at like really looking at things to come to it. But I'm gonna let you go on before I go. Yeah, that's really it. It's more so. I like Durant as a player better than Kobe, just out of. Uh, like, who were my favorite players throughout yeah. my lifetime? Yeah. I like Durant a little more than Kobe. Um, but just seeing how the careers progressed, I'll just always have this sour taste in my mouth about how Durant handled his career. He was so great, and I don't know. He just look where he went. I'm going to go from Seth Curry to Kyrie and James Harden. From that, I'm going to go now join D-Book's yep. team. So I don't know. And, you know, we'll see if Durant wins a ring with the Suns, which I don't, I don't, I don't think that'll happen that this year. But, I mean, who knows? We'll see. But I don't know. I will always ha- I'll always leave Durant's career because, he. I mean, who knows how much time he has left here. Uh, I just feel like I'll always want more out of his career, which is unfortunate because he's – I do think towards the end of that Warriors run, I do think there was a slight argument for him and LeBron. Grant, I think, you know, I've said here many times, I think 2018 LeBron's the best LeBron I've ever seen. Um, 2019, though, I think Durant probably took that from him. But guess what? He had Steph and Draymond and all them on his team. So it's always just going to look a different way. So, you know, I've said that. Jumping from team to team, other stars, teams, it always just takes Mm -hmm. some credence away from, you know, what you might have looked like with a more well-rounded team around you. So. I give it to Kobe slightly, um, and, you know, I'll take that with the leadership mantle with that as well because, yeah, Kobe, Kobe's just not doing that. So it's not. when talking both of them, I think Durant has the best skill package of a scorer ever. I used to – a few years back, I really did – I was like, he can go down as the greatest scorer ever. And then once LeBron broke the scoring record – it made I wanted to dive into the numbers more and kind of just like look at because obviously I didn't watch Mike so I don't have like the recollection of just like oh yeah he dropped fifty six here sixty nine there the blah 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 so like I didn't like have all those numbers kind of in my head like I do with LeBron like I remember like his sixty point games uh, he like all those kind of things and then going through it was just so apparent that Mike was the best scorer ever 
and that honestly there's an argument to be made that LeBron, like if you're going off of like what they actually did, that LeBron is a better scorer than Durant, there's like a legitimate argument for that. If you're going off 20-point, 30-point games, 40-point games, 50-point games, how they're efficient, how they're doing it, like there's real, real a conversation. When you're talking obviously skill set, Durant has a better skill set. Mid-range, inside, three, three point, 30 shooting percentage, free throw percentage, like all of that. Like if you were going to create a player, you would legitimately create maybe a – you'd create Kevin Durant with probably like three more inches of vert because you'd want a little bit more athletic because you're making a fake like created player. But like if you could really create one seven-footer who can do everything, you'd be Kevin Durant. But as you said, Mike, Kobe, honestly to an extent – like, even Steph and Lillard sometimes feel more explosive than KD, scoring-wise. With KD, the thing about it that makes him so special is it's just so effortless. So, like, it, it just, it's like, you can blink and KD's got, like, the quietest of 30s you'd ever see because of that. It's weird because Durant as a scorer, and this isn't a knock because this person I'm about to name, this player I'm about to name, still yeah. a top 25 scorer. Durant's probably, weirdly, closer to Dirk as a scorer yeah, than he is that, Mike and Kobe. That's not saying, and, that's and that's bad at all. And when I say top 25, Dirk, Dirk's probably really like a top 15 scorer. Six. I don't know. I'd have to go through it all. But even you take Larry you take Larry Bird. Larry Bird's another one where it's like, I got to go get 55 tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get 55. Durant, we're, Durant, you mentioned LeBron. Durant might even play closer to LeBron as far as decision making when it comes to, he am really I shooting does. this? Am I passing this? It's just really because weird. Because he has a skill set. Uh, like he's, he's you know. the best. He's the best scoring skill set in my opinion all time. But he's not the best scorer. He's one of them. Don't get me wrong. Like he's great, but he's not the best. He's top. Like but he's top just five. not the best of all time. Like and so uh, I doubt. LeBron fans just got. LeBron fans got really aroused when you said there's a closer argument to him and Durant as a scorer because LeBron fans. It's, you know, they be a lot. I've seen so many people get upset when people say, like, he's not in their top five scores. Like, Bron's probably not in my top five scores ever, even though he's in the he's the number I one mean, scorer Dirk's of all time. Six, but no one but, has him at six, I believe. Like, Dirk is right. I mean, Dirk is like within that like top like eight or nine of all time of points accumulated, but no one has him. No one had Kareem before LeBron broke the record as number one. We all had Mike. And there's a reason for it. So it's not just the totality stat. It's what you're doing to get there, too. So, like, I completely understand that, like, LeBron, I think, has, like, 19 seasons of 25-plus per game, which is absurd. Like, like, LeBron is a phenomenal scorer. Like, you can't take that away from him for what he does. It's just when you're, when you're talking scoring, too, what you have – in your bag also does matter to me when you're talking about the greatest to do something, but uh, as well as like obviously the production with it too, because like Giannis, yeah, that's where that's where Bron that's where Bron fans were getting their panties in a bunch. They're like, oh, all these players have bags, but he's got, and it's like, yeah, but LeBron, and this ain't a knock either, but LeBron's getting his points more off athleticism yes. than he is the shooting touch. Now LeBron. LeBron showed time and time again, he especially in the it. playoffs, that when that jumper's going, you can't, you know what I mean? You can't stop him when that jumper's going. Um, but it's just like, a little different. That's all. That's all. It's no knock. Like, LeBron's still in And here's whatever, the thing, you know too, what I just mean? to but, kind of even finish the point before I bring up something else, too. 
Giannis has had six straight seasons of 25-plus per game. Giannis will probably have another four or five seasons where he's 25-plus per game, which I just watched this little thing. Uh, There's only 10 players ever to um, have 25-plus per 10 seasons or more. But Giannis is probably, like, if he doesn't get injured and the way he plays, he probably could go down in the top 12-ish all-time, scoring while, like, accumulating points. And his average is going to be pretty high. I know his first three seasons are a little off, but he's averaging right now 23. He probably could get up to 25. That no one's going to have. But we would all, but we would all choose no like a prime team over him their for top. a score. And the LeBron you know? fans wouldn't have Giannis in their top, and that's like because that, if you're doing it that way, then you would have to like Shaq has to be top five, top or top ten. Like Shaq's got to be there. I know. People don't – Wilt scored 100 in a game, and you don't really hear Wilt's the greatest scorer of all time. And it's not just because he's old. And, oh, and by the way, there's an argument, an for, argument that. for that. There's a certain type of argument for that. There really is, that if you need a bucket, you mm-hmm. could go to Shaq, Giannis, LeBron, uh, Wilt. Um, and Wilt's automatically up there. Like, his stats are so ridiculous. But, yeah, around in the post – you know, you're taking Hakeem over everybody when it comes to scoring. Take, you know, just because you yeah. add the foul shooting, you add the, like, pe- the people level have, of shooting. Like, when you're talking about best post scorers of our best post guys of all time, Kevin McHale gets brought up. Like, there's a reason, like, what you can do also matters with what you do do. So, in that aspect, I get, like, numbers-wise, you can argue LeBron for sure. But when you bring it all together, you're not going to have LeBron over Kobe. You're not going to have him over Mike. Like you again, you could have the conversation with Durant, but I think that's just be that's more so to me because of how Durant hasn't really exploded. Like he's never gone for sixty. Like the most he's ever gone was fifty four. That was against the Warriors in twenty fourteen. So like that kind of thing. And now that we're talking about Kobe, interesting. Um, Daniel Reed likes to say that I have like this vendetta, I guess. Uh, Kobe, but um, I would, do you think Steph's better than Kobe all time, just player for player, or no? Probably not. Probably not right now. Um, but it's different. I like, you know, with Steph, it's the same way I was talking about LeBron about five years oh, ago. Oh, absolutely. Let's wait till like we oh, get absolutely. some totality He's got to Steph. Three or four more of your prime uh, years, honestly. Like, like probably three. It annoys me that his documentary just dropped. Like, we still got a bunch left to the Steph story. Like, why the mm-hmm. hell do we got a Steph documentary? There's no need for it. There's no need for it. He's deserving of a documentary. But that'd be like putting one out for Kobe after he beat the Celtics in 2010 yeah. for that repeat. Like, there was much more to the Kobe story even in the NBA even just after that. So, you know, uh it seems like everybody want to put out a doc now after the last dance. And I just wish we would, mm-hmm. people would wait. Uh, don't, I could be, there's like a Disney movie about Giannis, right? Say, yeah. <laughs> Which that's a little different. His story, his story from where he came from well, yeah. to now, that's a little different. You, you can, can kind of do where that you story came without, from, like, but that's like, a little different. Steph, but I would, I, I would have, if there like, was a, if there was a Giannis documentary right now, I'd be tight. Like, there's no need for a Steph one yet. Because that is a great story. Steph's story is a great story, but it's yeah, far like, from finished. There, there's far a world where he can get an MVP um, in one or two more championships. He's at the le- he's at MVP level where, like, if he won it next year, no one would be shocked. 
if obviously if the Warriors do what they do, make a couple great moves, and they win another championship, or maybe even two, not that we'd be a little maybe surprised, but like it's in the realm of possibility, and that completely six championships, three MVPs changes the entire conversation from four championships to two MVPs. Especially if he's won three Finals MVPs along with that, like yeah. everything completely changes the conversation. So, like the only person I was like even remotely and okay, once again, sorry, not... um, well remotely okay was I guess when Tom no, did ahead. his Tom versus time thing. The only person I was semi okay, but and even, even that, then I was annoyed I was like, with that. I, wait. I came on, I came on here and was like, why already? Like wait, wait for wait for it to breathe. And I've heard it's really good. I still ain't watch it till this day. But yeah, there was no need for it. If it was. If we waited another three years, just wait until you're, been wait great. Until your Hall of Fame. You know, we'll eventually get Go, like Hall of Fame run. We'll eventually get a whole Patriots documentary, which I can't wait that, for. Probably ten years that, from now, actually, probably sooner than that. The way stuff's going, but uh, you know, Belichick wouldn't do that shit right now. He's just he's no. just not. And I'd be fine with um, a Patriots one in the next two years shit. because that that would be five years removed from Tom Brady being on the Patriots. So like in five years removed from their dyna- from their dynastic runs, like that whole dynastic run, you could de- I could be okay with that. But again, I wouldn't mind if they waited till twenty thirty and been like, Hey, we took our time, Bill's not coaching anymore, Tom's clearly had time outside, he just got inducted to the Hall of Fame on his Hall of Fame, maybe if he goes on a Hall of Fame run or whatever, you have this come out with it. I think that'd be a great timing. Take a shot at home for the for the Patriots reference, um, but back to the original argument, the Steph, the Steph, yeah, soon definitely, the Steph Kobe argument. Um, not to bring it up again, but like Durant joining Steph, and so we sit there and go, oh, four rings. It's like okay, like who the fuck was beating them during Shaq, that time? Like the Shaq only time Kobe I thought they were gonna get beat. Why I'm fine with that more so. But the reason why that's not is because it was definitely Shaq's team at that time. And it was Shaq and Kobe, and it was an even playing field. Durant going to a 73-9 and team was not an even playing field at all. We all knew as soon as it happened, we said, okay, Warriors are winning the next two at least, and they did. Would have won that third if Durant and Clay didn't get injured. It didn't even matter that uh, Durant got injured. We all think, me and you both think that if uh, Clay doesn't tear his ACL, they win that. So, I mean, you can't say that about Shaq and Kobe's teams. If they lose one of them, it's, it's over for them. But, I mean, did uh, Pete, they, I mean, they, in 07, I mean, their 2000-2001 season, they were, they were a jug. They went 67-15. and 15, They went 15-1 and one in the playoffs. They had zero, like, they were, they ran through the entire league. And then they ran. They were playing at such a high level, though. I don't think anybody would have said, Oh, this Laker team is gonna go sixteen and zero in the playoffs. Everyone, we could have legitimately said that and did say that about those Warriors teams going into certain playoffs. That one just sort of happened. That one was lightning I in a bottle. That was Kobe coming into his own. Shaq as the most dominant. They both player. had two top five players in the league for their second for two of their championships. At that point, and the difference difference was difference was Kobe and Shaq ain't have Clay and Draymond. That'd be like taking. I don't know who. That'd be like taking Ray Allen. Not Ray Allen, but maybe a late career Reggie Miller and uh, whoever from that time. I'm trying to think of a defensive stopper. Bruce Bowen. That was a little before Ben Wallace's time, but 
let's throw like a Ben Wallace. You know what I mean? Someone like that. An impact defensive player and then a late career Reggie Miller. You put that on those teams, I mean, you know, that's basically what it was. Uh, you know, I can't stand any argument from yeah, that three-year run the with reason the Warriors. But that's, I, I do believe, I do believe had, uh, had Kyrie been healthy, had they put it together in 2019 and not had the tumultuous year that the Celtics had, that Celtics team definitely had enough. But that was such a – that team was loaded with talent, loaded with young talent, loaded with good role players. You had Terry Rozier as, like, their eighth man. I mean, that team was just unbelievably loaded with talent. That's the only team, realistically, I think, who could have beat them. Granted, Houston went toe-to-toe with yeah. them as well. But, no. you know, it was just – it was a oh, lot absolutely. to ask of any team absolutely. in the NBA at that I, point. No, I completely understand that. But the reason why I was saying that the Kobe-Shaq thing is – I mean, the Kobe and Curry's more than the Kevin Durant and Curry is because outside of those three years, Curry still has two – and if you want to, and Kobe has two outside of Shaq when he wasn't the best player. So they both have two where they were both the best players. He does. He, abs- I, that, he absolutely does. And he absolutely does. And and you know what? Curry has the argument of, well, we kind of, I want to say changed the game because the game was trending that way anyway. But he definitely, they changed, they, I, I mean, say, yeah, revolutionized, would be changing the game. But he changed the game. It was trending oh, that yeah, way but, anyway, though. And the NBA is a copycat league, but you yeah, you can, attribute, you can attribute the three-point boom if to Curry. If they weren't can. as good but as they were, I do think the I game was going that way anyway. Like, I don't, like, you don't, I, I, today's right. basketball would have gradually gotten there, but I don't think it, it's like, because you have to think about it, 2014, how the Spurs won their championship to 2016, how people were playing 2017 and on. But they won their. No, they won, they it, won by, it by a lot they, of threes too. Yeah, they were Danny shooting Green the was lights on fire, out. But like, it wasn't. They're just shooting threes. It was the range at which Steph was shooting threes. Is what made that kind of. Sure, but that's that's very that's very Steph specific, yeah, and you know, but I yeah, mean, him and Clay definitely shoot at a different I, clip than everybody else. The way people are else, shooting threes but, now, people are taking you know. them from farther than farther back. You see Jamal Murray taking, obviously Lillard, we know, but like even Jamal Murray, you see, like a lot of people are taking threes from farther and farther back. And you're having the guard much farther out. That and plus Kerr's motion offensive screening, Steph Curry being a screener, and having like everything about that offense kind of just perfectly fits together. And that's why Steph is so great because his skill set fits perfectly what Steve Kerr's vision really was in Phoenix and then just brought it over to. And just, he's like, hey, I just have like a little, I have a better shooting Steve Nash here. We're just going to take that and just kind of do what we're going to do here. So, yeah, we've talked. I mean, we mentioned we've actually mentioned that back to back podcast because we mentioned it with Kanye West last time, which is cool. So, interesting enough. Yeah, I'm leaning. I'm leaning Kobe. There's a Steph argument there, but you know, I just I still got Steph a little outside the top ten, like top twelve, just because it's like let's wait and see, like and compare them to because those names ahead of them, like a Kobe, like a Larry Bird. I know some people would have Steph ahead of a Larry Bird, but, you know, they've just done such ridiculous things like Steph, but Steph's career's just not over. It's the same exact play as where I was with LeBron three, four I'm, years ago. You know? Steph's, like, really, um, like, within – it depends on who, like, if you're adding Bill Russell and Wilts, Chamberlain and Oscar and them, then he's, like – he's anywhere from, like, 12 to, like, 9-ish, 8-ish, depending on who you're talking to and how your list is made. But um, – that so that was that for the player comparisons that I had. 
Um, I do have a question for you, though, that's interesting. Dream team or redeem team? Seven-game series. We're not going one game. This is a March Madness. Seven-game series. You've got Wade, Kobe, and LeBron pretty much all, like, at the peakish of their powers. Obviously, LeBron matured into being better, but, like, Wade's pretty much peak Wade. Kobe is, like, mature Kobe. Then you've got Jordan, probably Barkley, and between Magic, Malone-ish for their three best players. At that point, Bird was a little bit more injured, and obviously Magic was coming off a season and not playing. It's probably Jordan. It's probably Jordan, Barkley, and Magic. Yeah. And people would say, people would, (laughs) people would say Magic was coming off his. This is off a year where Magic didn't play. And people like to say Magic was on his decline in 91, but 91, the stats are just like 19, 7, and 12 and a half. Was the season season Um, before his eighth season. So, like, the last season he played, he put up 19. (laughs) His eighth season. (laughs) His eighth season. But 19, 7, and 12 and a half. And you'd have an argument. You'd have an argument for David Robinson, too. It's crazy that Hakeem wasn't on that team, but because he was on the next iteration. Um,. I would lean towards redeem team. It's hard to pick against anybody, any team that has Jordan, uh, Magic, and you know Barkley and them on it. It would have been it. It would go seven, but I would lean a little bit towards the redeem team just because they're a little more well rounded. Whereas, you know, the redeem team might have been a little more guard and wing heavy because they got mellow mm-hmm. too. Um, but that dream team had a lot of dangerous size. And by the way, Prime Drexler too. People just like to put push Drexler aside. Drexler's stats are like up there, up there. I have all the stats right here. And dangerous in the open like, court. Yeah, go Drexler, Drexler would have, Drexler would have played with yeah. Wade, Kobe, yeah. like all of them. It would have been. And you're allowed to be physical. It would have been. It would have been something. It would have been closer than oh, you think. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you got Stockton. You got Jason Kidd on that 08 team, which people forget. Michael Red coming off the bench. Iguodala on that next team, one. or is that the next um, team? I can go th- I'll go through on. the roster and everything right after you're done. All right, go so the Redeem roster. team. Yeah, go through them. You had CP3, Kobe, LeBron, Mello, Prime Howard. And then you had Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Darren Williams, Jay Kidd, Tayshaun Prince, Michael Red, Carlos Boozer. I'd say entering is prime Dwight Howard. I wouldn't say smack dab in the middle, but entering yeah, I is guess. prime Dwight I mean, Howard. I think it was you – you peak Dwight Howard about, I guess, if you want to say the next year. I'm, he was, com- I mean, he was coming into it next year, year because – Next year was the year they were a contender. The finals, so. he, yeah, yeah. The re, you know, the redeem team made him the Dwight yeah, Howard I mean, that he was, I believe. I mean, you look at all – all those, all those big time players, their seasons that next year, like that 09 season is one of the best seasons. Period. LeBron's best season comes after that. Dwayne Wade's season, best season comes after that. Kobe wins a ring. Dwight Howard's best season, or Chris at that Paul's point, Dwight Howard's best, best season is right played. after that. Chris Bosh. Yeah, yeah, Chris I don't know Paul. If you said Bosh. Um, Bosh really was 24 and 10 that next year. Like you've, you pointed it out. You, you got a lot of their people because they're playing basketball all summer, so. People after the with the best players with the best players after that Olympic run after their Olympic runs those seasons afterwards are typically some of their best seasons, which is interesting. Which just because after those, which is why I wish Steph would have done it in sixteen and they they wouldn't have gotten Durant because I think a motivated Steph 
plus you would have saw Steph and Braun play together in their prime, plus that on an Olympic stage, I think you could have gotten maybe like 33 a game from Steph. But that's another story for here. You can uh you can see these. That's that's interesting. But uh, you could you could do the same argument with the 2012 team. That 2012 mm-hmm. team's pretty loaded as well. Um, the dream team's interesting because the level of competition they faced wasn't as yeah. good as 08. And especially 12. By 2012, a lot of the international yeah. teams have caught up at that point to at least a competitive standpoint. Whereas you can't say that in 08, pretty much aside mm-hmm. from Spain. I think Spain was the only real team that gave them a, I mean, granted, they won in Argentina won in 04. I can't remember how Argentina did in the 08 Olympics, but Spain was their only real test. I believe, you know, I could be completely wrong about that, but judging from my memory, I think Spain's really the only one who gave them a run in that. And, uh, you know, 92, again, you got prime Jordan, prime Drexler. Prime yep. Stockton and Malone, Athletic Peak Malone I, I, I at least for sure. Barkley. So sure, yeah, you yeah. got Magic, Jordan, Barkley, Malone, Patrick Ewing, and then you got Larry Bird, David Robinson, Chris Mullen, Scottie Pippen, Clyde Drexler, John Stockton, and then don't for, oh, and then Pippen. don't forget about How'd the I forget late Pippen? great I'm not late great, but Christian Leitner. <laughs> great. Yeah, Leitner's getting zero minutes in the series in this why hypothetical they didn't take series. Shaq. I mean, I get why they didn't take Shaq, but because Christian Leitner has... They very they much should have taken Shaq, Shaq because he was just like clearly Shaq. a better prospect than going into the NBA, but Christian Leitner's obviously one of the best college players to ever play. So, I, I mean, I get it, but you really should have taken Shaq. Shaq. Or Grant Hill, even. But... but I, I mean, I think Grant might have yeah, not been going yeah, yeah. out that year. I think it may have been the next year, so... Yeah, he... he he came out like two that. years later, or maybe that next year. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'll say this: if Dwight Howard's the starting center, they're getting him in foul trouble because of the activity at the mm-hmm. rim. You know, Malone, Barkley. Uh, this ain't even counting the slashers, but Malone, Barkley, David Robinson, and Ewing—they're getting Howard out that game early. They're getting him two or three quick fouls. Then you got Bosch at the five. You know. David Robinson's overpowering Bosch, I can tell you that. Uh, and then, you know, at the perimeter, it's kind of a wash after that. Not when it comes to Chris Paul. Like, they would have the advantage at the point guard position. It would be a tough matchup for Stockton or Magic to really say, stay CP3 with prime at Chris that Paul. that point might have been a touch better than Magic because you would have had Magic coming off. Like, uh, but, like, at the same time, Magic is the... I don't... I don't I'm not... I'm not I'm not saying that. He would have he would have been a matchup, but man, Magic's getting everybody oh, d- picture perfect shots, right? Your question is who's Magic guarding? Mello. You know? That's that's a tough position probably, question. He probably is grabbing yeah, just Mello because Melo's not gonna have the ball in his hands like he typically would. So you'd probably have him because like if you're going best five first best five, you're probably looking at Wade, Kobe, Depends. Braun, Melo, Dwight. As you're looking at and then you're going on the other side, probably David Robinson, Barkley, Jordan Magic. And if it's Burden, it's prime probably birds out there, Scottie but it's not Burden, it's prime. So or, it's probably Pippen, Pippen, Jordan, Pippen, Jordan, Barkley, Robinson, and Magic. Yeah. It's probably and your so five. that means you have Robinson, you have Robinson, if you want Dwight da- Howard, you've got uh, Magic on Mello, you've got Scotty on. 
pick a person. He's probably, he's, yeah, he's, he's probably, probably just because he's a little bigger. He's probably guarding Braun. You've got Jordan on Kobe, which would be electric. Actually, no, you'd probably have Barkley on Braun, jo- uh, Scotty on Wade, and then Jordan on Kobe. Pippen's so checking LeBron. Barkley's not checking Wade, so Barkley might be on Melo. So then you'd have Magic on Wade, which is tough. <laughs> not, that point, Magic, that is tough. <laughs> you Like I said, you lean Redeem Team, but I, then I think Dream Team gets Magic, or sorry, gets uh, Dwight He's, and Foul Trouble, and then you're going to Bosch, and then you put Magic yeah, no, on Bosch. Dwight is Howard is really Magic's the X okay. factor in the series because if Dwight Howard... If Dwight Howard's playing 30-ish minutes a game that I think you would lean the redeem team in my opinion. But if they can get him foul in foul trouble, Ewing and Robinson alone are eating up Carlos Boozer and Chris Bosch. And cause Bosch wasn't as good as a defender as he not was only that, in like in the twenty tens at that point. Not only that, you could put you can put Dwight Howard and that version of LeBron at the line yeah. too. You can put them at the line and, you know, make them kind of sweat it out. Oh, especially absolutely. Dwight Howard, you know. Um, so I think it's closer than people think because, you know, off athleticism, you kind of want to say, redeem team, listen, that trio of LeBron, Kobe. Which is why I chose this disgusting. team over the 2012 like, team because, honestly, top to bottom, you could probably make an argument the 2012 team might be better than the redeem team and might be the better matchup. I mean, that one had AD, KD, still had Kobe, I believe. Uh, you had you had Braun, you had yep. Melo, you had Chris Paul. Chris like, Paul. But – the redeem team's my favorite. I real the the trio of Braun, Kobe, and Wade is maybe like the best trio we've ever seen play collectively together. Like that is a crazy. I just want to point out. I just want to point out 2012. They could have brought back Dwight Howard, but allegedly everyone mm-hmm. disliked playing with him for whatever reason. So that could have made the 2012 team better. Um other point which i actually just fucking forgot had something to do with the 2018 oh shit that's what it was jason kidd like we're completely just overshadowing coming jason off 11 kidd 8 and 10 and like how great so, which by he, that time he's on dallas yeah, must be in a way i think he's on dallas so he slowed down a little bit but like he's one of the He's still one of the best point guards probably not as good as nash but still someone you want leaving the break like jason kidd was yeah, no problem and that's in his prime too i think jason kidd's another one who yeah, we just like, forget I mean, about like him and john stockton are kind of like the same-ish style players at that point i mean obviously kid's a better rebounder but like that kid still could have yeah, ran i think uh, yeah kid could have ran the break stockton which, J- which stockton could have too i think him which and stockton, stockton at too, that point are like pretty equivalent you might take stockton a little bit just because kid was a little bit on the decline and stockton was like pretty much in his prime i mean that was 16 and 14 stockton which is crazy. He just never – he just didn't know how to make the wrong pass, essentially. Yeah, like he just didn't steals, know how to make the wrong pass. It was like, yep, got you. <laughs> All right, Carl, get down there. <laughs> I got you. But I, I – Barkley's a funny one to me. Barkley's a funny one to me because a lot of people say, like, had Jordan not been on that team, Barkley was, like, the most impressive – out of that, like who came away out of that Team USA stretch? Like Barkley was the most impressive. I think Coach K said that. Um, it's just weird because like if Bar- Barkley never had a three point shot, so if he at- could have at least stretched the floor, this makes them like a yeah. valid, valid, 
matchup. Then it's just you just got a lot of people attacking the rim. You know what I mean on that team? And really, you still have that on a redeem team. It wasn't like that team was literally shooting. That's kind of why they got yeah. Michael Red. Uh, but you still got Melo at least, so it would be closer than you think. I'm leaning it would be the tough. redeem it would be team, tough. but and again, I same. I just uh, the trio of Kobe, Wade, and Bosch to me. Like if you would have gotten, if you would have told me, hey, this is Bird, Magic, and Mike in their prime, I'm going with the Dream Team. But the fact that Bird isn't prime Bird, and Magic is great, great Magic, but I wouldn't say he's peak, peak Magic. Those kind of things would just just make me lean the redeem team just a touch more, because you really do have prime athleticism, Braun. One of like Kobe pretty much, and it's like Kobe in his mature basketball prime, and then you have wait, yeah, of course, Still got absolutely, he was catching bodies in twenty ten and eleven too, and then and then you have peak Wade, so all of that together, I just think would. I almost use the word overwhelm, but it would not overwhelm. I think it just etch out the dream. I almost use the word overwhelm as if there was be overwhelmed by that. But no, I'd, crazy. I I think that's an interesting. Go look up. Go look up peak again. Go look up peak Barkley highlights. He was a scary like the athleticism. Oh, it absolutely is peak. Peak Barkley's. If they threw out a lineup, if you they threw out a lineup of like Barkley, Drexler, Pippen, Jordan. And then whoever you want at that fifth David spot, Robinson. throw magic at the five, uh, or even David, yeah, David Robinson or Malone. Like it's it's right there with freak. Oh, absolutely. Is. Like you don't see it because a lot of the highlights you see of Malone are like oh, late career highlights. But that level Malone was explosive, and and Barkley. I've said it again. Barkley's like if you just put Westbrook at power forward. You said Westbrook, just go focus on rebounds and scoring. Uh, there's a joke there to say that that's all he focuses on, but. If you really said, hey, Westbrook, like, don't even worry about playmaking. Like, go out and score and go out and get every rebound. That's, that's basically Barkley. Not that he'd be at that level, but that's, that's what Zion's, Barkley played like. There's Barkley is a one Zion, that, of one. For Zion, when people were trying to say LeBron, like, he should, like, no. Like, peak Barkley was, like, the what Zion should be heading for. Because that is more his... I mean, a lot of people were saying a lot of people were saying Barkley See, I just, and Larry I heard Johnson too much, for Zion. I, just because of the athleticism and the man-child body, I think people I just, were comparing. I heard too much of LeBron. I think people were comparing the and hype just, a little I bit just, to Braun. or people definitely said Braun, but I heard that's more what, Barkley. That's what it should be. I think so. I mean, I could no, be wrong. No, that's what because that's serious. what it should be. Peak Zion should be an assemblance of Charles Barkley, but Charles Barkley, like if you go look at some of Charles Barkley's, like playoff game stats like i think he had a game seven of like 47 and 22 something crazy like barkley had immense talent obviously people know him today just as being like the funny guy on tnt and that was saying some things from time to time that are actually very smart but he he could really play so like when shaq clowns him for not winning a ring it's not because he wasn't great like he was pretty close to shaq like as a player to player, like not he's not in he's Shaq's better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make it sound like he's not Shaq. Prime Shaq is 36 and 15 in the finals. I understand that completely, but like, were the levels that they hit take out championships like regular season kind of play? I think Parkley's not like a terrible amount. Like steps steps down, maybe like a step or two, probably a step or two. I don't know. I don't think if that's crazy to say, like a step or two down from Shaq. 
I don't really know how to make that comparison because yeah, I just mean so like the greatness players. of what Shaq. It's hard to compare anyone to Shaq because Shaq was so He was the dominant player. So that's dominant different. I just think like a step or two down, um, you have Barkley, which again was where you have like, I I don't know, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean Barkley, Barkley's a top. Barkley's in the top yeah, twenty absolutely. to twenty-five players, most likely. Him, him and Malone both. Uh, I just think Barkley's a one of one because he's Dwayne Wade's height, but rebounds mm-hmm. like a Carl Malone or yeah, like, someone like same that. Same thing. Same thing like you know, David. Like a Rod- center, and he's Dennis and he's Rodman. Dwayne Wade's height. Same kind of thing. Where like Rodman just was yeah, like exactly. eighteen boards a game and was looking and was looking a little bit down at Pippen. <laughs> I was looking up rather. Like you can you can you can take you can take Westbrook highlights. And they're comparable to like Derrick Rose or John Moran. Like all three have yeah. similarities, right? Like kids, kids can look a little bit like you take Kid or Matt or Kid or Nash highlights. They're yep. somewhat comparable to Magic. The difference with Magic is like everything, everything with Magic's a highlight somehow. Like there's probably highlights we'll never see of Magic that are ridiculous because they look basic for Magic compared to everybody else. That's why Magic's. That's why Magic's. I, a when I watched the last Mike. dance, Mike's, there were some plays from Mike. I was like, I've never seen this in a replay. What like right. for a couple from like Mike early years? Like if you watch Mike in his nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty nine before he started winning, that's where most of his highlights are coming from. Not that he didn't have highlights afterwards. Like he had like special plays, special games, and all of that stuff. But like when you're talking just like freak jaw level, like what we see from John now, athleticism. That was Mike just doing whatever he wanted to because. And at that point, it was foreign. It was like, okay, you had people like Dr. J, Elgin Baylor, Clyde Dre- like, but like it wasn't as rel- like as prominent as it is today. So it was like, who who is this guy floating to the basket? We've just we haven't seen this. Like this is Dr. J, but the step up, it was crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Back to my original point, though. If you take a Barkley, <laughs> if you take a if you take a Barley, a Barkley mixtape or highlight, there's no player in NBA history that's gonna look like Barkley's. Like it's, he just played like with such a, he played like a seven foot player, and like with such a fuck you to his game. Like, it's like a mixture of you know, like I said, Westbrook and. I don't know, pick a big guy. Like, pick an explosive big guy and mix it with Westbrook. That's yeah. how Barkley played. And it's, I don't know, you'll never, we'll never see anyone like Barkley. Like you said, Zion's close, but even Zion doesn't play like Barkley. Like, Barkley's just got some scary-ass mm-hmm. highlights in there. Like, looking like yeah. LeBron on some of these, you know? With the chase downs, with the yep. catch blocks. Like, who do you see? You only see catch blocks from someone like Dwight Howard or someone like that. Or Will Chamberlain, or, you know, big guys. Charles Barkley, 6'4", out there, you know, just looking to take people's heads off on mm-hmm. defense and offense. So yeah, he's a scary dude. Yes. He was a problem. It's a problem. But yeah, is that no, the last question? You got anything else? Cause I feel like I, I can't wait to talk football. Training camp day one was today. Actually, we got more football. Um, in the coming weeks, I don't need to, we're going to obviously have our full predictions as we normally do. We're going to have playoff predictions. See, uh, predictions. I just want to know, how are you feeling on the Patriots? I just need, like, a sentence. I'm feeling optimistic. I'm pessimistic. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling bad. Just just want to know. Feel good. I feel good. Okay. I feel good. Okay. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the season. I'm, I'm itching 
for this season. Uh, I think it's. I think we got a. I think we got a classic NFL season mm-hmm. on our hands here. I really do. Um, um, yeah. All I can. That's about it. Uh, That's about it. I'll save yes. every. We, you know, we're two or three weeks away from a bunch. Probably three weeks away from like some real NFL talk. And yeah. Then, you know. Before we know it, preseason will be here. Before we know it, August. I mean, preseason starts we technically love about next the NFL week. Will be here. Like they have like the Hall of Fame game is April third, April third, August third, and then preseason starts August tenth. So you've got five. It's right you've here. got everything it's right, right around the corner. I have again. I have like two thoughts on the Patriots. Like I have a. I have a kind of want. And then I have like a thought, so like, I'm I'm really I'm all over the place. Do you want to express those wants I and thoughts now? Was, um, so sure I can give a little quick. We don't have to dive into it heavy. So the thoughts are: is the Patriots only know how to have a top ten defense because Bill Belichick's the greatest defensive mind the game seen. The offense is going to be better just off of offensive coordinator alone, knowing that Bill O'Brien's there. I wish he would have veered away from his safe safety net, try to get more of a little younger, maybe more innovative mind. But again, from Pat Patricia, doesn't really matter. You could have gotten me, and I think it might have been an upgrade. So I'm very glad we got an actual offensive coordinator in there in Bill O'Brien think there's the pieces in play for this team to be competing for a playoff spot for sure. 100% can compete. It's just it really is going to come down to are we going to see year two Mac Jones or see more of year one Mac Jones? And then it depends on how you feel about him moving forward and then like how that benefits us moving forward too. If you're out on Mac Jones and you're out on that, the want would be, honestly, and I don't I don't know how I'm feeling about Mac right now. I'm so hit or miss on him. Like, he's, some days I'm like, you can win with him, but then I'm thinking at the max is like, he might be Kirk Cousins, like at the max hip him. Like, I just, like, I'm all over the place. And Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback. I mean, that's top 14 in the league. It's just he doesn't come up, obviously, in the big, big spots, which is what makes him not, that, but I mean, obviously, if you can be Kirk Cousins good, come up in the big spots, you can be a very good quarterback in the league. So, I just don't know if I'm sold. And then the fact that Caleb Williams is there in college, and there's I can't even think of the other kid's name that's actually I can call him kids because I'm 26 now. But there's another kid I can't think of how good like what his name. But the top two quarterbacks this year are absolutely going to be they're like can't miss prospects especially Caleb Williams so then half of my body is like if they lose if they go one and five I just want them to tank for for Caleb Williams and our lives will be changed forever and we'll go on another dynastic run so that's my Patriots thoughts as of right now what I think they're going to do I don't know but those are my thoughts yeah I mean you know those are I think that's in line with rational Patriots fans. Like, I think Max naturally going to be better. He had a good year one. Uh, year two, we 
you know, we've said a million times, Belichick didn't give him anything yeah. to work with in year two. So he's naturally going to take a step up. Bill O'Brien was uh, his OC at Alabama at one point. So, you know, Bill O'Brien's been with the modern stuff. You know what I mean? He's kind of, it's not like he's still on whatever he was on with, uh, you know, Tom Brady at the end of the late 2000s, early 2010s. So, you know, it's going to be more modern. Um, we've got a good tight end set. We've got good receivers. We've got a great backfield with Ramondre. Uh, Tom Montgomery, too, in there. Couple others. I wish we would have kept Dame Harris. Seems how he signed for the fucking minimum with the Bills. I think that's a yes. great pickup for the Bills. Um, I think we're gonna be great. We're gonna have an outstanding defense. An outstanding defense. Uh, you know, I thought it was a Super Bowl defense last year, and we got better. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that can be discounted in the least. So when you've got that level of defense and that level of athleticism and that ability to get stops, all this team's got to do is put up twenty four points. Can this team put up 24 points? Absolutely. The question here is going to be the offensive line. And if they can be above average, yeah, this team's going to – I mean, the team was fighting for a playoff position last year. There are Jacoby Myers, uh, whatever the hell that was, and uh, Christmas Eve fumble on the goal line against the Bengals. They win those two games. They got a wild card spot. You know, they didn't. So, you know, there's no point in pointing that. But point to say, like, how close they were, you know? And they've improved at the places they've needed to. Um, we'll see. You know, you just never know with the NFL. The NFL is such a crapshoot. Uh, you just never know with injuries. All it takes, I mean, look, there's there's real questions in New York with the Jets. There's real questions uh, in Miami. Not as many questions in Buffalo. So it's even more, you know? more questions so you, than you know. normal. It's more of a chemistry thing. Kind of how they it's off this off season they've I been guess a so, little but up I think and down. I th- that's kind of that kind of thing, and I it should be interesting to see with digs and stuff. But I think I think they improve the places they need to. You know, I mean they're not the Chiefs, but you know, if we're gonna give someone the nod, obviously give it to the Bills in that division. But after that, when you know the Jets, Patriots, Dolphins, hey, I think the Pats can stop both. Of the Jets I very much and the like, Dolphins, I, I think they can give like the Bills problems. So for them. that's true. They improved and they got Vic Fangio, which is you know that's an Vic improvement. Fangio, but two is Jaylen a big question Ramsey, mark. They got someone else huge that I can't think of defensively. It re- their team really just comes down to Tua, and I honestly think that they will be getting Dalvin Cook too, which then makes their Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson backfield into a Dalvin Cook backfield, and they're really just, if Tua plays as he did last year, they could compete with anybody. They're, and if Tua, if Tua gets concussed, that's it. And, you know, we've really yet to see Tua in a big game either, so which you can say the same thing about Mac, but, I mean, you know, Tua – I had my questions about Tua last year, and you know what? When he started and he was healthy, more often than not, they won. You know, Tua's got a deep ball, but I still got my questions about Tua on if he can really be that guy. Uh, so we'll see. I think it's – I think the margin after the Bills between those three teams are very close, are very close. Rodgers didn't play great. That offensive line in New York is shaky. Uh and you know what do you what do you want the most for an aging quarterback? Yeah, 
You want really, it comes line. on just Makai Becton's uh, Hall. In healthy. If he's healthy, then at least he's got a left tackle. But if not, I mean, Brees Hall obviously coming off an injury, but they the Jets have pieces. We don't even know if Brees Hall is playing uh, week one, right? Probably. Like Brees Hall come back week I think three or four. I'm pretty positive he's going to be back for week one. Like, I mean, like, from everything I've heard and read on it, he should be back for week one. Like, he's geared towards that, and he's focused on that too. But obviously we know there's setbacks. So we don't know. It's not like official, but he should be back for week one. Not a hundred percent sure he will be. Pat's got a tough schedule too, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna. It's. I think that they're gonna be good. You know, we can say I whatever just don't we want. want. The only thing I, the really thing that I don't want is like seven and ten. Like that's just just. No, I just I think there's just no man's land. Like, I want them, obviously, to be good, and if they can compete and Mac is, can show he's, like, yeah, future quarterback, then great. We've got what we need. You develop around him. You get other pieces as well, and we move from there. But if he just shows not to be good, I would love for them to be terrible, get Caleb Williams, and then everything's right. That That's just my – Thing is, I don't think I don't think Mac's that bad. I'm not a huge Mac Jones guy as far as like I don't you, you know. But the stuff coming, I've heard so many. You know, NFL people say, how far ahead Mac was as far as IQ and as far as reading stuff, as far as this and that coming out of college, and the fact that you know if the Pats didn't like Mac Jones, they wouldn't have took him. You know what I mean? They didn't just take him because he was the best quarterback available. You know what I mean? They took him because that was their guy. You know what I mean? Like that. They thought he could be some semblance of future. And year one, we saw it. We saw a lot of good things out of Mac in year one. Year two, you know, we don't, we don't got to talk about year two. You know, we've said time and time again what the issue was in year two. Uh, you know, I'd like to see them put Mac in, you know, more RPOs. He's proven to have success with that in college. Like let him throw. Uh, and now, you know, it just fits, it just fits his type of with Ramondre and the type of receivers we have, it fits. And I think Bill O'Brien will put more RPOs in there. I hope yeah. that's the case. You know, we'll see a little bit in preseason, not that they'll show a lot, but, you mm-hmm. know, um, this team has potential. And, you know, if anybody's got them third and fourth in the division, I would understand that. But do I think the gap between them, the Dolphins, and the Jets is far? No, absolutely not. And, you know, who's got the best defense in the division? It would be between the Jets and the Pats, and I think it's the Pats. I think the Pats got it's right there. So much better on defense, it's and that was right already there. their the strength. I was gonna say I I'm fine like I'm fine with that because I think the the Patriots definitely have a phenomenal defense, but the Jets defense they have pieces all over, and Robert Sala knows what he's doing on that side of the ball. Not that Bill, not that Bill Belichick that Jets, doesn't. I'm that Jets did. That's that's Jeff. That Jets defense is just as serious as the Pats. I just think the Pats defense that, is more explosive. You know, they, they, the Pats defense was keeping us in games last year, and then they only got better and more athletic, yeah, which sick. is scary. I think this Pats defense is going to be Same. scary. But, you know, we still got three or four like, weeks, say, five yeah, weeks sure. before we really Oh, for sure. I was going to say, I'm, so. that was just something uh, something light that I wanted to just see. I wanted to kind of get a little temperature check to see how you were feeling there because I'm honestly I'm, – I'm positive. I'm feeling pretty positive, but, like – if it starts to go bad, I want it to go terrible. I like I'm willing to take one year yeah, of. Ter- no, I'm just. I'm think- not saying it's going to, but I'm just saying I'm willing to take a two and fifteen season to get Caleb Williams to then just change 
the entire fortune of our roster of our franchise. That's that's my hope. I just seven and ten yeah, is something that I would hate to have. Is seven and ten. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's more likely than two and fifteen. There's no world where the Pats go two and fifteen. I think Tim did have a. Tim was gonna have a hot take that they were gonna win three games this year, but I think he changed that because I don't Again, know why. If, he, if they did and but, they got the number one pick, I mean, we'll I'm see. not we'll actually going to be weeks. terribly upset because again, I can take I can but take they, one year have to, of terrible uh, for. That would have to involve Matt getting injured though. But even then, Bailey Zappi proved yeah. he can play in the offense too. So you know, we don't know. I just don't. I don't see any world. There's, there's too much talent on that team. Uh, again, the AFC East, probably the best division. That or the AFC North. AFC North. Yeah, AFC you've got North? the Steelers, who are pretty much the Patriots. You've got the Browns, who are very good. I mean, the Browns kind of are almost in that Jets kind of where there's a little bit of question marks but they still have the up-end talent to do great you've got the Chiefs oh, not Chiefs, sorry not Chiefs you've got the Bengals who are the Bills and then you've got the Ravens who are the Dolphins if you're trying to compare through and I think the AFC North it's right there you might lean the AFC North honestly just because yeah, the I top cannot, end I'm already on I'm already on the edge of my seat for the Bengals Ravens matchup this season um, and yeah the Steelers are right there Steelers are tough Steelers can't count them out. Just like the Patriots. And the Browns, I'm not even gonna. T- I'm not even gonna take the Browns with a, any lick of seriousness until I see it with them. I've seen some people. I don't. Well, not some people. I saw one list this year that already had them as a top ten team. I cannot do that. Uh, you know, Deshaun. Deshaun is what he played six games three, last three year. Yeah. First first games in two years. So you know, I'll just have to see it with the Browns and Deshaun first before I can really say. But yeah, obviously Browns got. A lot of top-end talent on that team. And if Deshaun is, you know, what he was before all this happened, then, uh, you know, the Browns are going to have something to say in the AFC as well. But, you know, there's a lot of question marks all over the NFL, which is why we love the NFL, because there's so much you can be positive about for so many teams, and there's so much you can be negative about for so many teams. And then, you know what, you shake it all up in snow globe like the NFL season is, and more often than not, you know, it ends up a completely different yeah. way than I think what like every most year, people like expect. Six, four so. to six new teams make the playoffs, like I like on both sides, like on both sides, which is crazy. But like every like every year, it's pretty much that. So, as we think we know exactly what's going on. I mean, last last thing I'm gonna say: you've got the Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. The Browns, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Jags. Five of those teams are not making the playoffs. Crazy. Yeah, like, absolutely. that's just crazy to think. And absolutely. then, you know, as I say, obviously, Indy, I don't think, is going to do much. They have Anthony Richardson. He's young. Um, they're <clears> trying to be the Eagles. They sign the Eagles offensive and defensive coordinator and they have Anthony Richardson who would be com- most compared to Jalen Hurts so they're trying to be the Eagles we'll see how that works out they already tried that iteration once with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz uh, Houston obviously they got CJ Stroud they're very new their defense is interesting 
but their offense is much to be desired at this point. So moving forward, they'll be cool, but yeah. And then obviously you've got the Raiders who are the Raiders. I don't think they're doing much, but that's they got a lot of talent. Some offensive got a talent, lot of talent, but, you know, in Vegas. I've been a Jimmy G skeptic for all of my life, and it's going to continue to be that. So, hey man, Jimmy G's been in the Super Bowl and he's been bad. in championship games. <laughs> he has been there. Been there. You don't yeah, get he, you don't get there by accident. Yeah, he his Super Bowl. He got there by not doing a whole lot. Actually, he really he, he played bad. He wasn't great, but. Again, I don't need to get into a Jimmy G conversation. I wasn't high on him when we had him, to be honest with you. But it's okay. Jimmy G. Well, that's that's it. I mean, we'll be talking way more football going forward. Maybe sometime music next week or uh, basketball-wise. Still a couple more things like this we did today next week. But unless you have anything else, I'm good to sign off. I'm in hibernation till football season when it comes to the sports stuff. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy the music we talked and can't wait to, you know, dial yeah. into the music mm-hmm. more. Could we mm-hmm. get more ideas, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, UFC 291 this weekend. I'm looking very much forward to it. It's uh, We got a great card. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje for the BMF title, which is whatever, but good card in general. Can't wait for it. Uh, we got a good boxing match at the same time, too. Errol yep. Spence, Terrence Crawford. So, uh, good weekend for fights if you're a fight fan. Uh, yeah, like you said, NFL right around the corner. NBA mm-hmm. far away, but seems like it's Battle also around Rock the corner. Battle Rock World is in, way, in a frenzy right yeah, now. Nah. There are so many cards that are coming out with so many great matchups on it. So, the Battle Rock community is in an absolute frenzy after these last couple months of pretty much some boredom and some pondering, but yeah, absolutely. Battle Rock's in a frenzy right now. So uh, late August to September is going to be a madhouse, and I cannot wait. But yeah, so that that's all I have. Word. Follow us, Warner Brothers Podcast, Instagram. Like us, Warner Brothers Podcast on Spotify. I mean, watch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on TikTok now, which is dope too. YouTube. The Warner Brothers Podcast. Pretty much you're going to find us everywhere at the Warner Brothers Podcast. Our Twitter's not cool, but otherwise we're pretty <laughs> Otherwise we're pretty nice. So, like, comment, share, subscribe. Thank you to everybody who viewed this, and we're out.